And so, just like Spooky Season, Pumpkin Spice, and a delicious Bush Apple, just like Autumn and Fall, the beautiful foliage, we're back. With oh another episode of God. What Are We Even yeah. Doing? Yeah, you said foliage and you knew that you had to cut it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, foliage. Um, mm. You know what? I know we're going to go slightly out of order with this, but I need this in my life. I want to ring that bell. Yeah, yeah, let's do. Let's do. Because it's pertinent to the uh, opening line. Correct. Ba-boom. Folks. Bush apples. We're both drinking. That's mm-hmm. why we did that. Delicious bush apples. The best version of Bush Light. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone would argue that. Uh, there would be people that argue that. Yeah, but they're there, stupid. No, there are people that th- that can only have a few Bush apples before they start to get sick. Uh, which I don't understand that. Because I'm not that sugar way. thing? Maybe. You ever had an Angry Orchard? Yeah. They're alright. It's not as good as that. No, it's right. not. Because I can drink those for hours. And uh, Angry Orchards... Couple of those, I start feeling kind of off. Okay, like I got the like I, I got the beat. Taste better. <laughs> they do, is it, the, which is wild. It is to me. unbelievable that Angry Orchard specifically thrives in that one, you know, area of expertise. Yeah, and of all the other, like Bush is the one that's gonna like not for you here. Part. Like yeah. what the fuck? Um, what's your favorite Bush? Uh, the band. Yeah, glycerin. Same. That's my favorite yeah. bush as well. Yeah, uh, my second see, favorite there's... is the one in front of your house. No kidding. Ah, um, let's see, guys, we got a lot to talk about. This is going to be episode ninety-eight. Yes. We're, yes. We're fast approaching here, and we have some big ideas in the back. The big in, in, the, in the back burner. The big one hundred. Uh, one of them I want to talk about on the show right now. Let's. We let's, discussed it the other day. Yes, folks. Building a more of a studio area in the basement of my home. Yes. Connor Hopkins has some very good ideas. It's a lot of space. You and I are a little tall, so we have to crouch a little bit when we walk. But I think we can make do. We can sit. Yeah, we're good. We're gonna have um, chairs. Yep. Mini fridge. We're gonna have mentioned. chairs. I say that as if it's like a luxury. <laughs> well, I am on the bed, and right. I've only ever been on the this bed. This is true, but yeah, um, um, yeah, uh, probably do. Some I video work. production. Yes, that. Mm. Um, I want to get some uh, soundproofing down there. The, yeah, those for sure. Little twelve by twelve, uh, like acoustic foam padding. Uh-huh. That. Yeah. It's so cheap on Amazon. We can really? get so much. Awesome. I already told my mom about it, and whatever we don't use here, I'm going to bring over to the studio where we make music at Tim's house. It's uh, going to be great. You know what Like, prompted this idea in my brain, and then like, I throw it out to you guys, and everyone's like, fuck yeah, let's just build a studio in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're getting a new coffee table. Mm. And I had the moment of like, yeah, good. You know? Yeah. Fine. Hell and yeah. then I thought to myself... I'm going to have to get rid of this other coffee table. And then I thought, I wonder if I could find a use for it. And then I thought, if that gets moved to the basement and we can put, like, equipment, you know, whatever the fuck we need on it, what a perfect centerpiece. Yeah. And then, yeah. I even Happy like it because I know that thing drop. raises. Yeah. If we raise it up so it could be like a table exactly. that we have. Yeah. I am the table. But are you the head of the table? I don't bring nothing to the table. <laughs> I'm the table. I don't know. Um... Yeah, so that's coming. Uh, don't know how much that will impact you, the listeners, but it will also um, allow us to do stuff for theoretically, YouTube. 
Theore- that too. Yep. Theoretically, it would be better. Better sound quality. Hopefully, we will get a better sound quality because when we have these, at, like if we will, they'll both be set at cardioid. Right. This one will be. We can turn the gain down so the background noise will go, f- mm-hmm. but down, and you can get closer to the mic. We'll get mm-hmm. pop filters to cut out the P noise, and it will sound will sound so much better, so much yeah. warmer, so much silkier. Yes, the sweet, what? smooth baritones of our voices. Should we get we, an area rug down there as we? <laughs> I was thinking of an area rug. <laughs> an area rug really ties the room together. Yeah, and a nice tarp. Uh, you gotta have a tarp. Gotta have a tarp for that tarp. Might want to put a tarp on that tarp. Uh, let's see, Braden, what's been going on? How are you? How are things? Anything new to fucking rant and rave about? Um. Ooh, I have a fun story. Mm. So I was so confused by a guest one one time that I op- I just told them how confused I they made me and yeah. I moved on. So here's the thing. This woman is described <coughs> I'll be okay. Okay. This woman is describing her problem to me. Uh-huh. She wants to put up a backsplash above her countertop by her in her by her kitchen or something like that. Sure. Um the one that she picked is like an octagon it's there's octagons with like diamonds in between them. Okay. And they're all scattered. They're white octagons, yeah. black diamonds. I believe that's called a tessellation, by the way, when you have a design that's made of shapes that lock together. Sure. Yeah. We, I, we call them mosaic sheets. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so she's like, when I get down to the bottom, like where it meets the, the countertop, it's going to have... Like, spaces filled, because it's not a flat edge. On right, the, not a flat sheet. edge meeting a flat edge. Correct, because yeah. it's all... No matter which way you put it, there's going to be a... Cur- a like break, a, yeah. yeah. Which, first of all, she asked me, which which way should I, would you put it? I'm like, you can put it any way you want. It doesn't really matter. It's not like there's some that, like, have to go this way. Sure. Because that's just how it goes. Right. Not a visual medium. Horizontally. Yes. That's what... Um, it's not anything like that. You can literally put it any of the four ways. Um, so I said, whichever way you want to when you start it. And she she says, well, I haven't started it. So well, she clearly didn't understand what I said. So I was like, you can put it however way you want. Doesn't yeah. And then she goes on to describe this problem of what do you... what the like, not, it, She didn't even ask me, what do you do about having that space there? Right. Because the natural answer would be, you cut the tile. You have to. You sure. have to cut it so that there's a flat edge. You have to. It's That's just how it works. Right. Or you have big-ass grout holes, which that's not going to be stable because once you go up above a half inch with a grout, it kind of gets finicky. I think I or a quarter inch. Quarter right. inch. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, grout can't fill a huge hole is what I'm saying. That's basically right. what I'm saying. Anyway, um, she says to me, I want to get a like some sort of brick tile to put over top of that edge. Mm-hmm. So she'll just have a layer of brick tile over top of her mosaic tile. Okay. That's what she says she wants. Yeah. Right? Because she doesn't want to cut it. It sounds stupid. Like, so I'm trying... And I'm trying to... While she's explaining this, I'm watching her hands because she's fiddling with the tile and, uh-huh. and she's like... She's speaking with her hands. It's helping me sure. visualize and I'm trying to come up with a solution that I think would work the best. And I think she thinks I'm zoning out and not listening to her. Right. Because I'm not looking at her eyes. 
Um, because all of a sudden she just goes, you, I'm talking. I know I'm a woman. I don't know what I'm talking about. You gotta be kidding me. And I me. went, I don't know where that came from. That was random. Uh, so I have some time. I just steamrolled it. Sure. I wish I had stuck on it for a minute. I wish I had just Did she, there. like, respond to you steamrolling it at all? No. She just looked at me. So I went, I have some tile over this way that would work for you. Like, I was listening and I was trying to, like... I don't Dude. know where the... Like, if she thought I was ignoring her, that's fine. Because I was genuinely kind of, like, think... You know what I look yeah. like when I'm thinking. I'm an idiot. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's definitively true. <laughs> There's no need for, I, for you to double down on that. I had somebody one time tell me that I don't need to mansplain to them. And here's what had happened. Hey, how <laughs> do I change out the Coca-Cola thing or the Pepsi on this uh, soda machine? Like the bags of syrup or whatever, right? you got to yeah, change them yeah, out or whatever. Yeah. I go, oh, um, just grab one of the other ones to make sure it's labeled Pepsi. I say this because... On the outside, they all look the same. Like, it's just a box yeah. with a bag in it. Yeah. And I go, grab one that's labeled Pepsi, knock a hole in it, it's just an unscrew this, screw this on, easy squeezy. You don't have to mansplain which one to get to me. And I looked at this person and was like, you're not using that term correctly. <laughs> I was explaining something to you that you asked me to explain. <laughs> what the fuck even? Um... Then this person tried to tell me that if a man is explaining something, that that is mansplaining. And I said, no, it's not. If I was an asshole and a sexist about this unbelievably simple question, that would make me mansplaining it to you. But you asked a question and I answered it. I didn't even manser it. <laughs> like, God damn it. Um, manser? I've got a couple of things I want to fucking just touch base on, really. So one... Vacation last weekend. Went great. Did not win my fortune. Still had a great time. One of the biggest... No, not one of... Probably the biggest casino I've ever actually been in, and I've been to Vegas. Um, It's crazy, by the way, to think that I've been to Vegas, and it was before I gambled. What? Yeah. (laughs) I was in Vegas for uh, like three days, and I didn't gamble at all. I think I gambled like maybe 30 or 40 bucks one time. Because I also was broke as a joke, but, you know, whatever. Um, Awesome time in this casino. Went out to eat, had a fancy dinner at the fancy restaurant in the casino. Had one of the best meals of my life, actually. Like, it was just fucking stellar. Uh, Mm. Did a little bit of shopping. Uh, Got to have Big B Coffee, which I know you're not a coffee guy, but Big B Coffee is so goddamn good. And there isn't one within, like, I think the nearest one is actually in Champagne. Mm. Yeah, so, um, brought some back with me, obviously. Yeah, good time. Great fucking time. And uh, then I we got back early, so I had, like, an open Sunday to just hang out at home and just do stuff at the house. Absolutely loved it. Needed that hard reset button. Actually has made me, like, want to go back to work this week. So, there's that. Now, my next question, Braden. Why did you tell Jeffrey Dahmer to do what he did? Oh, no. Um, I, I'm not quick enough. To think <laughs> this, but, uh, so I only... You, re- you, I'm vulnerable right now. It's a quick, <laughs> like, response things. Uh, I, I only bring it up because um, I feel... So, like, we talk about entertainment on here as well, not just the wrestling. 
and I feel like the the Netflix story arc is unbelievable because it started off as this small dumb thing where they would literally send you DVDs in the mail. Yeah. Then it became the most primitive of all streaming services because you had to like load stuff into your player or your PS uh would have been PS3 I think was the first time that they were yeah, PS3. Um, able to stream anything. Now, it's just almost a utility that we all have and pay for and, you know, whatever, live with. Now they're trying to, like, monopolize, monopolize, I'm sorry, entertainment in general. Netflix makes some of the most batshit fucking things, and nobody knows that they're there. <laughs> like, they have moved, they, they have a franchise starring The Rock that is a Netflix exclusive, that fucking, um... Red Stone or Red whatever the fuck it was. They did a tie-in with it with the Fed about this egg thing or whatever. It was like a... It was a dark time. It was during the Thunderdome era. Oh, but no. like... Yeah, they have a franchise starring The Rock that just goes to Netflix. It's insane yeah. how much money they spend on this shit, right? So this Dahmer show mm. comes out. Yeah. Sunday night, we're home, chilling, you know, whatever. I go to turn on the first episode. Now, she's going to hear this and probably yell at me through the door, but because Meg is a white woman in the Midwest, she enjoys serial killers and learning about them. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> that, for true city. That's not just a stereotype. It's a requirement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's the yelling. Uh, so anyways, we start watching this show, and I want to say this first and foremost. Um, the show is incredible. The acting is incredible. The way it's shot is fantastic. It, it is so good at um, the building dread mm. where you're like, and they're not what I would call long episodes, like 45, 55 minutes. But the way that it takes its time and it's slow and it builds and the whole time you're just like, oh God, oh God, oh God. It's it's fantastic. Um, the lead actor that I cannot remember his name, all I can do is call him Quicksilver. Um, Evan Peters. Evan Peters, thank you. I wanted to say Ethan Peters for some reason. Evan Peters. He's incredible. Yeah. It's so good. I'm only like four or five episodes in, so I haven't finished the whole thing. But we start it, and within a few minutes I realize I don't know anything about Jeffrey Dahmer. I have just been conflating him and blurring him with all these other serial killers from the past. So, like, I'm watching this first episode, and I literally looked at Meg at one point, and I go... Is, did this actually happen, or is this a show that's, like, inspired by, you know, Dahmer? And she's like, no, this, this all happened. This is this is legit. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, And then at one point it says, it like, pops up. It's like, blah, 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 Wisconsin. I go, Wisconsin? It's like, yeah, this was in Milwaukee. And I'm like, I, for some reason, thought that Dahmer was in Texas. But I think I've also just been conflating him with um, Gacy. Like, John Wayne Gacy, my... Like, for most of my life. John Wayne Gacy was the one that was a clown. Yeah. And everything. I thought that was Dahmer. Mm-hmm. So, then I'm like, I don't know a goddamn thing about this. So, in the course of the first episode, at some point, Meg said something about, like, yeah, a couple of people got away. And I go, what are you, what are you talking about? They got away. It's like, yeah, the cops didn't do anything. And then it's, how is that not the end of this? That someone got away from him... And was like, hey, this guy tried to kill me. Nah, it's fine. And then, like, as you watch the show, you kind of understand, like, how that happened or whatever. Because a lot of it was the time frame and everything else. Um, 
No, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. I also think it's weird that, like... I think that a good a good crime documentary will do this. Mm-hmm. Where you get enough backstory on this killer that you have these thoughts of, like... You understand what made him so fucked up. However, then you start to be like, I can't feel bad for this person. He is unde- undeniably a monster. Mm. But then you see where he came from and like the things that impacted him, and you're kind of like, aw. But then it's like, no, you still don't get to just <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, eat yeah. people. Yeah. Like, so wait, you said you thought he was you were confusing with John Wayne Gacy? Yeah. And you thought he was from Texas? Yeah. John Wayne Gacy was in Chicago, Illinois. Oh. I don't know shit or about right, fucking... Or right around Chicago, Illinois. Suburbs. I did of. not know that either. Yeah. Holy I just fuck. looked it up just to make sure, but when you said Texas, I was like, I'm pretty sure he was in our state. <laughs> that's that's even weirder. I don't even know what I'm thinking then. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> you want to hear a funny story about that not being a true story? So, okay. Yeah? Okay, <laughs> that, that sounds insane. But this this will make sense. So, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the first movie that was really marketed as based on a true story or inspired by true events. Yeah. Guess what? That's complete bullshit. Um, yeah. None of that shit happened. There was no Leatherface. None of that shit happened. Uh, the director, Toby Hooper, had the idea of basing making a horror movie about a serial killer from Wisconsin in the 50s named Ed Gain. And his idea was... What if there was a family of Ed Gaines's, so to speak, and uh, one of them used a chainsaw? That was it. That's that. So, whatever "quote unquote" true story inspired Texas Chainsaw is completely bastardized. There's there's no truth to it. Yeah. When I was um, in like my early twenties, the remake came out, and then through that, I discovered the original, and then I watched all these documentaries and had all these DVDs about. It. I was like, this is fascinating. Like, I I love that that movie got made. Basically, yeah. I'm at work one day. I'm working at Arby's, and uh, one of the managers there was from Texas. And somehow, some way, I didn't bring it up. Somehow, some way, this got mentioned. And she goes, "Oh yeah, Leatherface. He went to prison not far from where I grew up. You know, blah blah blah. I've seen that house. It's terrible." And I'm like, "No, you 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 haven't." And she was like, "What do you mean?" I go, "That didn't happen." You may have seen a house in Texas that looks like that house, because there's a lot of houses in Texas that look like that house. <laughs> and somebody may have told you, oh yeah, Leatherface is real, he's in prison 30 miles up the road or whatever. There was no Leatherface. None of it happened. And it was weird to see her have to like accept that, because she had thought that that was a real thing for her entire life. She did accept it? She actually did, because I was like, Whoa, I, can, okay. I, I literally had to be like, look... I can if you if you need me to I'll bring in that DVD here, but I I have the director of the movie saying none of this actually happened. Here's where I got the idea, and like there's people that swear up and down that that was real. Yeah, because that was like the first one to market itself that way. That's dope. I think it, I think it's I mean obviously it's effective, but yeah, crazy crazy shit. I don't think the director, if it was the first one to market itself that way, I don't think the director technically lied. I mean... It is, in a way, loosely based on a true story. Sure, but I think that, like, in that sense, you could say that almost anything ever is loosely based on a true story. Like, I got bit by a spider one time. If I came up with Spider-Man, that's not based on a true story. That's just a thing. Like, I think technically... (laughs) 
I think technically that does qualify. I love it. Um, let's see. Have you watched any wrestling lately? I, because we were just talking about this a little bit ago. But I'm I didn't gonna know put. If we were gonna get onto it. I'm gonna put a red dot right on my forehead here mm-hmm. with with what I'm about to say here. I just watched. Um, I started watching. Okay. Uh, um, in your house, mind games from September twenty second yes. of nineteen. 19- 1996. I almost said 69. That would have been great. It's not true. 96. Um, I've been watching 96 in your houses recently because my stepbrother picked that for one night and it was so batshit that I'm like, we're sticking with this Mm -hmm. here because this is unbelievable. So I started watching um, In Your House Mind Games and... In this, on this show, features the first ever in-ring match mm-hmm. of a Mr. Mark Henry. <laughs> really? Against Jerry Lawler. <laughs> really? Yes. There's no way this is good. It, I said it'd be interesting. <laughs> I want you to watch that match and defend Jerry Lawler's punches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really do. I will do my best, sir. This is they, a... they were not only mid, but actively bad at that point. Okay. I will... You know what? Mark will... Henry's strikes were infinitely worse. I was going to say, there's no way Mark's a good A million here. times worse. Is he still wearing like an American flag like tank top or some shit? Still. <laughs> well, I guess Mate. that's his... <laughs> what do you mean? It's his first... I'm he sorry. just started. <laughs> um, tell you what, no. I will... I will make a commitment to watching that match, and on the fu- on a future episode, we will do a courtroom segment where the prosecution, Braden, comes at me with this, <laughs> and I will do my best as a public defender of the punches to defend them. Spoiler, public defenders usually lose their cases. Um, anything, uh, okay, so, I told this story off the air, I'll tell it again. Mind Games 96 features this match with Sean and Foley. Yes. That is yes, universally yes. beloved. I do think it's fantastic. Uh, me and a buddy of mine, there was like three or four WWE DVDs that came out at the, uh, within a few months of each other ages ago. And for whatever reason, they all had that match on them as a bonus feature. So me and my buddy just had this running gag for a while of uh, basically they're coming out with a DVD. Bonus feature includes Shawn Michaels versus Mankind from Mind Games 1996. And the more unrelated... the the actual DVD would be the funnier it was. So just the idea of like, um, uh, coming soon to DVD <laughs> moonfall on 4k and featuring <laughs> Shawn Michaels versus mankind, uh, in your house, mind games, 96. <laughs> That's as a bonus feature. The b- best of Kurt angle featuring Shawn Michaels versus mankind from 1996. <laughs> yeah, mind games. Why, why is it a Kurt angle DVD <laughs> with, <laughs> I like the idea of Moonfall. <laughs> I don't know. I was just going way out there. Like, just not even wrestling at that point. But a man wrestling mm-hmm. the moon. Mm. Moon salt. Your... Okay. There Into you the go. Earth. We tied it all back In together. In that movie. Um, Earthquake. Oh, shit. The Natural Disasters. Yeah. Roland Emmerich is going to dethrone Roman at WrestleMania 39. <laughs> the match we all really want, Roland versus Roman. <laughs> Seth Roland Emmerich. Oh, my God. 
rolled wow, into Emmerich got... Reigns. <laughs> there needs to Roland be Roland Emmerich Brave. I'm I'm very curious to see if Moonfall is going to be the thing that puts Roland Emmerich in jail for making movies uh, forever. <laughs> like, why I liked that movie for I mean, how insane it is. <laughs> sure, but like I I. And it we, looks if, incredible. If I get a God, if I get a moment during this show, I'm going to look up look it up on IMDb because I bet the numbers are out now. I wonder how much it made slash lost. We we did look that up. We at did, one point, but, but it, it was pretty, like the was week that it came early. out. So yeah. yeah. Um, um. Let's see. Any other wrestling that I have watched? I saw. Uh, I watched a little bit more New Japan recently, just while I was having breakfast one morning, just on mm. the Roku. I kind of just like it because I'm watching stuff from like January of 2021, so I and I don't follow the product hardly at all anymore. Yeah. So it's just something that I can turn on and have absolutely no context of, and be like, oh, that was cool, or yeah. fuck, this is great, or Ugh, this sucks, and I don't have to be influenced by any outside knowledge of it. Yeah. So I kind of like that aspect of it. Um. I found another channel that plays classic wrestling for free on Roku, and it is crazy. Okay. It's, it's straight, it's like a lot of territory stuff, Ooh. and they have a guy introducing these things, clearly sitting in front of a green screen, because like the background behind him looks like a newsroom that has no people in it. And he's basically like, coming up next, Jeff Jarrett and so-and-so against whatever. And then they just play these matches. And I'm like, this is fucking wild. And one of them, it was two men who would go on to greater success as Sting and the Ultimate Warrior, the Blade Runners. And I was like, holy shit. And they showed a Blade Runners like squash match and then beating the shit out of two guys. It was only like three minutes. But I was like, I've never actually seen footage of this before. Yeah. Also, they were... Only eating steroids at that point. <laughs> Sting, Sting is like as big as Warrior is in this video that I saw, and Warrior in this video is bigger than Warrior was in the Fed. They, they are like it's like their skin is about to tear apart because they're so jacked underneath. It was crazy. I'd never seen Sting look that massive before. One more thing I have watched that I do want to bring up specifically by name. Mm. The only other. Uh, in your house, I've watched in my in in your house ninety six escapades. Yes, in your house, buried alive. It's the show that takes place after Mind Games. Yes, I was watching this with uh, my stepbrother, mm. and it was so batshit insane that an hour in, I decided I I started taking notes yeah. already, and I'm posting it on the fuckboard, pretty I'm, damn I'm high in. up. I'm in. Because it is unbelievable. Just, like, is it something just to, like, when you look at it through the passage of time, it's unbelievable? Or just, like, on its own context, it's insane? Because I feel like sometimes uh, we, we watch stuff and you're looking at it through that lens and it's like, wow, what? And then there's other you know, ones that on their own accord are just like, regardless of the time frame, this is fucked. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both? Okay, A little bit cool. of both. I am a interested. little bit more of passage of time. Who... I, I don't know shit about this show. Who's in the Buried Alive match? Undertaker and Mankind. Okay. I wonder if that was the first one. Maybe? Because I, I feel like they've only done... 
a handful of buried alive matches over the year and I over the years and I think there's only been one that didn't have Taker in it. I think I may be wrong on that. Okay. I don't know. I remember they did one on SmackDown one time. <laughs> oh my! They, they did God. some insane. Ep- no, no, it was some insane episode of SmackDown where like Triple H had to have like five matches and they were all gimmick matches. Maybe it was Triple H and Taker then in a buried alive match. But he had a buried alive match on TV, a choke slam challenge match against the Big Show, where you guess it, the only way to win is to choke slam your opponent. Um, something with Foley. I can't quite remember, but it was something like Triple H just kept having these fucking matches on one show. And because it's the Attitude Era, it's a 90-minute show. I think he has, like, five matches for a total ring time of 12 minutes. Like, it's just fucked. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let me think. I don't think I've watched anything else, really, for the undercard. Um, There's some movies coming out that I want to see. Me and Meg are doing spooky movie season for the month of October. I'm excited about that. Um... Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Lo- loading the front half of this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's mm. all the information we have. Where well, then we let's at? let's let's get into this bad boy. We're about we're, we're coming up bad. on the thirty that's, minutes. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Let's get into this bad boy. So, guys, have we he- even broached the topic? Nope. Love it. We're talking about the '92 Rumble. Mm-hmm. So, it, what's funny is. Me and Braden have a conversation about like our yeah, picks for the next recording session. We should, you should. You asked me if I had anything, and yes. I had something in mind, but I didn't really want to like, um, commit to mm-hmm. it yet. I didn't know if I wanted it, that to be the the pick or not. Yeah. And then you said you had your pick. Yes. So, and it is so. You... I picked the '92 Rumble. Uh, the yes. reasons that I picked this are basically. I had always heard that this is regarded as a classic. This is a great rumble, you know, what great show, whatever. And just like a real gem, especially of its time period. And I'd never seen it. I had seen Ric Flair's promo from the end of this show. Mm-hmm. But I had never actually seen the show. Which, when I said this uh, to Cole Havens, friend of the show, he responded with, What? Because I'm sure this was directly in his wheelhouse. You know, yeah. that late 80s, early 90s bit. Um yeah. So, I knew the end result of the Rumble going into this card. I did not know anything else. There were some things that, like, as they were happening, it's like, oh, yeah, I do remember hearing about this. And then I remembered where this show placed in the timeline, which brings up something else that I want to put on the fuck board. WrestleMania 8. Mm. Because this is the Rumble that is starting builds towards that mania. I have seen some matches from Mania 8. I believe I have watched it start to finish once in my life, and it was over a decade ago. So I, my memories are dim at best. I have not seen a WrestleMania all the way through older than 18. Amazing. Okay. Fuck yeah. There's, a, there's only a couple of those older ones that I would want to do on the show. I definitely want to do 8, so put that on the fuck board if you got to. What, um... We have to... We'll, we'll update we the actual to, physical yeah. footboard. Um, but we've got Buried Alive... I'm sorry, In Your House, Buried Alive 96, and now WrestleMania 8. So we are kind of getting in the Wayback Machine for some future episodes here. But... So knowing some of the card for Mania 8 kind of helped me remember some things from this Rumble 92. I knew that Flair won, won mm. somehow. I don't know why I knew that, but I did. Right. And that is it. 
So, but I'm a rumble guy. I love a rumble. Love, love the rumble. Rumble always works. I think it's interesting that um, the the <laughs> first official quote unquote. You good? It's never just one. No, no, no. Me neither. Uh, Me sneither. The first was... quote official rumble was '89. So it's only taken us three years now to be like, we got to up the ante. Because this one is for the belt. Okay. Which I think they've done two times. Maybe three. Because there was was one... 2015. 16. 16. 16 16 was... Yeah, 16 was for the belt. And then uh, 2020, Lesnar was just in it. He was champion. He was just in it. It wasn't actually for the title. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... My first note on this just says Vince is screaming because the yeah. start of this show is him just ah now it's the Repo Man and the Rumble with the Macho Man like he by burst. the way this lineup is fucking insane it, I I literally wrote down the gimmicks holy shit yeah like this is a ninety two is a weird year I'm starting to realize because we're still. I feel like he, they're still clutching and clinging to the really cartoonish shit of the the mid to late 80s. And we're not letting go of it yet. Yeah. But I'm like, like okay, fast forward a little bit in the show slash my notes. There's a Hogan promo on this, and we will cover it in detail when we get there. Meg literally, while watching this with me, looked and said, How long had he been doing this at this point? And I go... Hogan's first run with the belt started in 84. So he has been doing this at this point for eight years. Oh my <laughs> god. Dude. <laughs> oh, but man, the, the gimmicks, though. Things what? just moved slower back then. Honestly, yeah. Like, not as much media, not as much exposure, sure. But, like, I can't imagine being an actual wrestling fan... Even if Hogan's your guy, eight years of the same shit. Like, it's fucking bonkers. Um, what was what was your thoughts on the beginning of this? Um, my only other note on this, the opening part of this video is Hulk Hogan, H U L L K O G A N. Um, Hulk Hogan. This show came to us from the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. Tom, you know how I knew that? Because they say because it 80 they say times. It so many times, dude. They say it 150 times. Attendance, 17,000 strong in the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. <laughs> the tagline for this show... Every man for himself. This is also the one that has the very iconic rumble poster. Just everyone in tights walking towards the the camera, so to speak, like in a cartoon fashion. Dreamwave ripped this off one year. Oh, Uh, that's fun. It was pretty great, especially because in my promo picture I'm wearing trunks, so they literally photoshopped them to just be long green tights. Amazing. Uh, Yeah. So, should we get into this? Because my first note after all this just says, Vince, your voice. <laughs> it just won't stop. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that this had Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan on commentary. Hell yeah. Like, even uh, Zishi had told me Heenan is, like, the MVP of that show. And I'm like, 
Oh, okay, cool. Which I just didn't realize Gorilla Monsoon was here at this point. I thought he was out before the '90s started. So, like, cool. This will be fun. And we get the Fink. I, I'm a big Howard Finkel guy. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. Great, classic. Um. Okay, so. so <laughs> go ahead. Uh, they start running down this card. At, at yeah. One point. My no- my two notes in a row are. Roddy Piper versus the Mountie? Come on. <laughs> LOD versus Natural Disasters? Come on! <laughs> yeah, this is a... Uh... It's something. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it that. This opening match is also interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Orient Express, Patanaka and Kato mm-hmm. versus... <laughs> Oh, but my, one of my first notes here just says, holy hell, the casual racism. Uh, against yeah. the Hart Foundation, t- consisting of Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart. I I love Owen Hart. Mm. I think that Neidhart was the perfect tag wrestler. <laughs> yeah. In a very specific tag team. Like, him and Brett was good. Him and Owen, in my opinion, better. Take Jim Neidhart out of that situation, and I have no desire to watch any of his shit ever. Ever. <laughs> My first note about Jim Neidhart is, leave it to Jim Neidhart to come in and immediately be boring. Yep. Like, that's what I'm saying. All he all he needs to do is come in on a hot tag and then get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, these pants that they're wearing. Unbelievable. What... How like they fucking robbed Sabu? Like, <laughs> also, they call them the New Heart Foundation, and I had a note: don't put new on anything. Like the, the they used to do this a lot because at one point they had the New Rockers. Yeah, there was a uh, a new well, Midnight they were Express. Newer than the, the Rockers. Yeah, don't do that. Why not? I hate it. It it, it immediately is. You're like, not going to be a part of the new TDC then. <laughs> I'm motherfucker. I'm in the old one. <laughs> that would be a better bit if the yeah old the no, old rockers. Well, I mean, like if the new rockers. I guess it kind of works here though because they had Nightheart. But if somebody was in like okay, if it's the new Heart Foundation and Nightheart was like, hey, I was in the other one. Can we just not differentiate here? Yeah. Like if that if somebody bitched about being in the original and in the new quote unquote whatever. Even but, though, wait, who the fuck? I think Al Snow and Marty Jannetty were the new rockers. Yeah, I learned that today while watching Buried uh, Mind Games. Holy shit. So Marty Jannetty was in that situation. There was something uh, in a situation, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, uh, who who is Kato? I don't know. I don't either. I, I, I have no I idea. Why? Why are you asking me? Like I don't I know. I just I wrote it down. Ever I was wa- very confused. <laughs> Owen ruled. Mine. I have two notes here. Owen ruled. Then the one about Nightheart, and then Owen is awesome. Yeah, uh, easily the best part of the match. Easily, big time. Um, but here's the thing: I still actually liked this match. Uh, let me see. I can't remember if I liked it all the time. The, the whole time. Oh, like, I, overall, I'm, I mean. I'm going to say this. Wow, I'm really struggling. <laughs> yeah. I hope that they ice down Owen's back afterwards because he dragged a 
good match out of three people who seemingly didn't want to have one. I did like this. I actually like this a lot. I do too. I, I, I literally wrote down at one point, I, this is good. Is this bad that I couldn't remember if I like this? No. Um, <laughs> because I have a note here that just says, this is only now the cutoff? Yeah. I loved it. I I actually thought this was great. Pat Tanaka, by the way, who might or might not still be working. He was working, like, within the past couple of years. <laughs> Amazing. Pat Tanaka takes a back body drop in this match and is 60 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. And lands on that poor ring that is... Poor ring. That ring that is made out of fucking... I-beams and cement. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I, I liked it. I that, did, too. That, that's all I have to say. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Uh, after this, there, there's a note from commentary about somebody having the opportunity to... I think it's Piper. Has the opportunity to win both the Intercontinental title and the World title on the same night. No one's ever done that before. And I had this moment where I'd be like, oh, you stupid idiots. And I was like, oh, no, it's the wording here. Because not long, just a few years prior to this, Ultimate Warrior is the IC champion, and he wins the world title from Hogan at Mania. But what they're saying is, Piper can win both on the same night. Not hold both. And I was like, okay. Because it was one of those things where I would be like, we just did this. And I was yeah. like, no, no, I understand now you're differentiating. Yes. Um, so they play this house show thing where the Mountie beat and then beat the shit out of Bret Hart, yes, apparently. Yes, and they kept talking about how bad his flu was. He yes. had a fever of a thousand degrees. <laughs> because the excellence of execution can't be beat by the Mountie and of good course, health. In all fairness, that part doesn't quite bother me because the Mountie was a fucking low-card job act. Like, he wasn't a top guy. Then just have him sneak out with a win. I, I it, yeah, I thought, it was a thing where I was like, I know what you're trying to do here, right? I know you're trying to protect, you know, Brett losing. But, doesn't That's, it kind of just make him look like a fucking dumbass for not just yes. saying, I'm aggressively ill, I'm gonna die? Also, which wasn't the case, it was just the flu. But also, it makes the Mountie look like a dumbass too for being like, oh, you're sick? Let me grapple with you. <laughs> It's just a stupid idea. It's just dumb. Yeah. And I hate it. They, I will say this, of all the things that, quote, modern wrestling has brought us, we now have, like, a hundred ways to get a belt off of someone without them eating a pin, and it happens all the time, right? You can have a multi-man, you can have a gimmick match, you know, you can do whatever. There you go. Back then, we didn't have these luxuries, so we had to be like, oh, Brett's got <laughs> malaria, so he's not that good today. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Brett is only the kind of okay of execution right now because he's got cholera, so he'll be The out average for... of execution? The average of execution, yeah. Um... Uh, some of my notes here are quite blurry, and I'm trying to make sense of them. This one just See, says bullshit. I'm just bullshit. trying to make sense of my wording here because my typeface is easy to read. I just suck at sentencing. Uh, um, my next note just says, a lot of expresses around this time period. Midnight Express, Orient Express, Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are we up to then? Is there another tag match here? Is that what I'm seeing? No. No. I'm pretty sure it's... You'd go straight to Mountie versus Piper. Okay, I must have... 
I, I don't know. It must have blacked pipe, out there. Maybe it did. I don't know. It is also bonkers to me to just think that, like, if you were to read the lineage of the Intercontinental title, which I am probably going to do at some point on this show, that one of them would just say, The Mountie. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> How? Yeah. Why, why, why don't you do that now? I can look it up. But let's talk about on this. the fly. Let's talk I just, about this. I feel uh, like it would be an interesting side tangent here. Let's talk about this match, though. As I uh, look yes. up this, they start hot here, and then there was kind of a cutoff with uh, Jim grabbing the foot because Cornette's out here, right? Uh, yes. Um, there was kind of a cutoff with Cornette grabbing the foot for a distraction. But then there was the actual cutoff with Piper just missing a drop kick. That was the actual right. Cutoff. I was like, really? Uh, have done something. They used to like do things like that, though. I mean, I guess I can see the like that could feasibly happen. Like we've talked about it before uh, for something from I think about this time period from WCW. I think where it was like they used to just do shit where it wasn't so blatantly tailored for the face versus heel reaction, but just like, oh, you're trying to win. Like, they would just do shit like that, where that. it's like, you know, yeah, Piper missed the drop kick, and that fucked him up. And now it's like, you wouldn't do that because people view it as, well, that makes you look stupid because you missed. And it's like, well, if you're trying to win, like, that guy's gonna dodge, you're not, you know. They, I, I think they used to just allow a little bit more leeway on yeah. making somebody look so fucking awesome that we can't help but you know, to connect with them and making someone look so fucking vile that we can't help but boo against them. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Holy shit. Okay. There have been 88 different intercontinental champions. There have been... How many what? 88 different intercontinental champions. That's not counting multiple reigns. That's... Yeah. Okay. So. If we... Let's let's finish. No, no, Dude. we're we're gonna do this. Okay. Let's finish our thoughts on this match with Piper and the Mountie. Okay. I actually thought it was pretty fucking good, it's, and it was nice to see Piper. I think like he's not known for being like a great wrestler or a great in ring worker, but I kind of felt like he was really kind of tearing it up here. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care for him kicking out of a shot with the belt. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, um, I probably have a note about it. Yeah. Um. So, who whoever this No, that's dude, not what it is. I'm sorry. When they show the footage of Mountie winning, he goes to beat up Brett. Piper comes down to make the save. Mountie hits Piper with the belt. Yes. And Piper kind of like no-sells it to still run him off. But that's one of those things where I'm like, I bet these guys didn't talk this shit out beforehand and they're just like doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I just didn't care for that. Um, um, It's Jimmy Hart that's out here too, by the way. It's not Jim Cornette. There we go. I just wrote Jim. I fucking hate Jimmy Hart. That makes sense. I can't stand any of his fucking shit ever. Like, (laughs) Jesus. Dude, he may be to me what Lawler is to you, where I just can't find any positive to his shit. I think he was born at the age of 60. Like, (laughs) he has always looked and sounded and done the exact same shit. I don't get it. Even for, like, when wrestling was at its most cartoonish, I'm like, you look like a fucking poodle. I can't... Ugh. Jesus. Who's this dude chewing on his tie? Because can he stop? (laughs) I want to beat the shit out of him. 
Um, I want to stuff him in a locker. <laughs> dude, um, this was also uh, Piper's only title. Oh, that's the next match. Hmm. I've scrolled way too far. Oh, sorry. Go back. Hold sorry. On. Uh, this is Piper's first and only singles title in his career in the Fed. He was never world champion. Wow. He had a tag title run with Flair in like 08 that was basically a gag. Oh, yeah, I remember. <sighs> yeah, when they absolutely had devalued the tag belts maybe even more than ever. Yeah. But yeah, that and uh, this, he holds the IC belt from here to Mania. And that's it. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. All right, folks. That's cool. So now we're going to run through all. 88 different champions. But we're doing the full lineage, so there will be some repeat names here. The first champion, do you know? Do you remember this trivia? It's fun. Pat they, Patterson. Yeah, yeah, they made that up in Rio de Janeiro. That's right. He won it in a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, yeah. On September the 1st of 79. He would end up losing it to Ken Patera. Ken would lose it to Pedro Morales, who would lose it to Don Morocco. Who would lose it back to Pedro Morales? Who would lose it back to Don Morocco? Who would lose it to Tito Santana? Who would lose it to Greg Valentine? Then back to Tito Santana. Randy Savage wins it February 8th of 86. Ricky Steamboat beats him for it at Mania 3 just over a year later. Honky Tonk Man wins it in... Oh, his, his run here. Honky Tonk Man wins it June 2nd of 87. He loses it to the Ultimate Warrior... April 2nd of 89. Um, that's the one where... Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I misspoke there. Honky Tonk Man wins it June of 87. Warrior beats him in August 29th of 88. So it's a year and a couple of months. That's mm. the longest continuous run. Um, that's the one where Warrior then beats him in like 30 seconds. Holds it for like 14 months, loses it in 30 seconds. Rick Rude, then back to the Ultimate Warrior. The title was then vacated. Yes! April 3rd of 1990. Warrior relinquished it after winning the WWF title uh, in the match with Hogan. At Mania. Uh, Mr. Perfect would then win it. Uh, He defeated Tito Santana in the tournament final for the vacant title. He would then lose it to the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich, who would lose it back to Mr. Perfect. Bret Hart wins it for the first time in August of 91. Then the Mountie. So that's, that's where we're at. Yay. Then Piper. Then back to Bret. The British Bulldog would win it just a few months later at SummerSlam in London, England. That's the one in front of like 80 billion people or whatever. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Sean beats Bulldog. Janetti, former Intercontinental Champion, beats Shawn Michaels. Uh, and then loses it back to him a couple of weeks later. The title was then vacated. Yes. he was. Sean was stripped of the title for failing to defend it within 30 days. In reality, Michaels was suspended for testing positive for steroids. Of course. Razor Ramon would then win it. Basically, it was a battle royal. The last two have a match. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, Razor would drop it officially to Diesel. Did not realize... Yeah, I did know that. Nash was a former IC champ. Who dropped it back to Razor Ramon, then to Jeff Jarrett. The title was then vacated. Yes. In Moline, Illinois. Held up on a match between Jeff Jarrett and Bob Holly ended in controversy. 
What? Okay. Only to go back to Jeff Jarrett. Um, that was literally, it seems to be on the same day. He defeated Bob Holly for in a rematch for the vacant title. <laughs> Wait, okay. so it was vacated? Vacated. And, and won back. Won back. Yeah. The, why are we doing this? Back to Razor Ramon. Back to Jeff Jarrett. Back to Shawn Michaels. Dean Douglas. That's right. The franchise. Won the title by forfeit due to Shawn Michaels being attacked outside a nightclub in Syracuse, New York. He then lost it the same night to Razor Ramon. We've actually covered that show on Yes, we have. Uh, It was not good. No, it was not at all. Uh, Razor would then lose the title to Goldust in January of 96 at the Rumble. The title was then vacated. Uh, uh, Held up when a title defense against Savio Vega ended in no contest. Only for Goldust to reclaim the title after defeating Savio Vega in a rematch for the vacant championship. On the same the, night? Um, yes. That's the <laughs> second time. Uh, the title would then be won by Ahmed Johnson. Mm. Just a few months after that. The title was then vacated in August of the same year. Ahmed Johnson forfeited the championship after being attacked by the debuting Farouk. He just gave up? I, 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 I can only assume just, Farouk beat him into a, a stasis. Uh, and he just gave up? <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Here, take it. <laughs> I need more Prozac. <laughs> the title was then won by Mark Marrow, who defeated Farouk in a tournament for the vacant championship. So Farouk debuts, kills Ahmed Johnson so dead that he has to give up the title, then goes to the finals of the tournament for the title and loses. Um... The title was then won by... I'm more just that Farouk versus Mark Marrow happened. I, I'm not opposed to finding that. Uh, it was then won by Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Then, in February of 97, a young upstart by the name of Rocky Maivia mm. won the belt. He then lost it just a month and change later to Owen Hart. I'd love. I'd watch The Rock versus Owen. Young Rock versus Owen. That'd be yeah, awesome. that'd be dope. Uh, let's see. Owen lost it to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, the title was then vacated. Oh. Due to a neck injury that Stone Cold Steve Austin suffered in the match with Owen where he won it. Oh, um, well, that's that's the only excuse. Right. Uh, God damn it. Owen Hart defeated Farouk in a tournament final for the vacant championship. Farouk has gone to the finals of two tournaments for this belt and lost both of them. Well... Eventually, down the line, he has to go to the finals of another one and then win. That would be the payoff. No. That doesn't happen. So they never paid it off. God they never damn did. It. Uh, it then was won back by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, the Rock takes it like a month later. Oh, no. The Stone Cold Steve Austin handed the belt to The Rock, who was then... Yeah, okay. Yeah, basically he just gave it to him. And was like, I'm going after the big one. Gotcha. Um, It was then won by Triple H. The title was then vacated in October of 98 due to injury. It was then won by Ken Shamrock, who defeated X-Pac in a tournament final for the vacant championship. Val Venus. Wait, he didn't defeat Farouk. Dang it. Nope. I would have lost my mind. Uh, Val Venus then wins it in February of 99. Road Dog wins it a month after that. Goldust wins it like two weeks after that. The Godfather, then Jeff Jarrett, 
then Edge, then Jeff Jarrett, then D'Lo Brown, then Jeff Jarrett, then China, then Chris Jericho, then I do remember this clearly: Chris Jericho and China. Mm-hmm. They were they were co intercontinental champions. Yes. Then Chris Jericho, then Kurt Angle, then Chris Benoit. Uh, he wins it at Mania 16. Triple threat match where one falls for the European title, the second falls for the Intercontinental title. Okay. Um, then Jericho, then Benoit, then Rikishi. Zawa I, alumni. Yeah. Zawa alumni. Then Val Venus. China makes history at SummerSlam of 2000, becoming the first woman to be Intercontinental Champion. She loses it to Eddie Guerrero. Who loses it to Billy Gunn? <laughs> who loses it to Chris Benoit? <laughs> who loses it to Chris Jericho? Then Triple H in 01, Triple H wins the belt from Jericho. This was part of the power trip. I remember that. I was so mad. Um, he loses it to Jeff Hardy in April of 01. Okay, Triple H wins it on April 3rd. He loses it one week later to Jeff Hardy. He wins it one week later back. <laughs> Uh, Kane wins the IC belt in 01. He loses it to Albert, otherwise known as A-Train, and numerous other things, <laughs> who then loses it to Lance Storm, then Edge, then Christian, then Edge, then Test, then Edge. Oh my god, how many times has Edge won it? I think f- five. I think. Uh, then Regal, then RVD wins his first one in... March of 02. He loses it to Eddie, then RVD, then Benoit, then Eddie, RVD. Wait, Eddie and RVD, dude. Oh, yeah. That, that ladder match. Yep, that was one of them. Uh, then Jericho again in 02. Then Kane again two weeks later. Uh, we still have 20 years. Yeah. Triple H wins the Intercontinental title in 2002. Oh, this is, they unified it with the World Heavyweight title. It was Kane yeah. versus Triple H, belt for belt. Okay. So then it's unified. They bring it back, and it goes on Christian in May of 03. They did a... I remember this. They that did a battle, battle royal. royal yeah. fucking ruled. Yeah. We watched Very it good. for something. Yeah, we did. Christian drops it to Booker, then Christian, then RVD, then Jericho, then RVD, then Orton wins it December of 2003. He drops it to Edge uh, about seven months later. The title was then vacated. Yes. Due to injury. Uh, it was won by Jericho in a ladder match uh, against Christian. Then Shelton. Then Carlito. Ric Flair would win the Intercontinental title in September of 2005. Uh, blah, 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 blah. He loses it to Shelton Benjamin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. RVD wins it in 06? Oh. Winner-take-all match where Van Dam also defended his Money in the Bank contract. I don't remember that at all. Uh, Shelton takes it off of RVD. Then Johnny Nitro, Jeff Hardy, Johnny Nitro, Jeff Hardy, Umaga. Santino Morello wins it in his debut after Bobby Lashley kills Umaga and puts Santino's dead body on top of Umaga's dead body. <laughs> then Umaga. <laughs> then Jeff Hardy, Chris Jericho, Kofi Kingston, Santino Morello again, William Regal, CM Punk wins it in 09. After having won the world title, Bradshaw wins it in March of 09. I don't what? remember that at all. I do not remember this. 
He loses it to Rey Mysterio at Mania. I think that's the one where Rey beats Bradshaw in like 20 seconds. I kind of remember that. Mm. Um, Jericho, Rey, Morrison, Drew McIntyre wins it in December of 2009. Kofi, Dolph, Kofi, Wade Barrett, Ezekiel Jackson wins it in June of 2011. Wow. Cody Rhodes takes it off of him like less than a month later. Big Show, Cody Rhodes, Christian, The Miz, Kofi, Wade Barrett, The Miz, Wade Barrett, Curtis Axel, Big E. Uh, I'd forgotten he was Intercontinental Champion. Bad News Barrett. The title was then vacated due to a shoulder injury. The Miz, Dolph, The Miz, Dolph, Luke Harper, Dolph. (laughs) That was unbelievable there. Bad News Barrett, Daniel Bryan. The title was then vacated due to injury. Ryback. Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, Zack Ryder, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, Dean Ambrose, The Miz, Roman Reigns. Wait, what? Yeah, I remember this happening. I don't remember this. The Miz. How the fuck did Miz go up on... It doesn't say, okay. Seth Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Bobby Lashley wins it in 2019. Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura. We've talked about this. I don't remember that either. Yeah, it was eternal, I feel like. Braun Strowman. I What? I don't remember this. Sami Zayn beats yeah. Braun Strowman. Three on one handicap match also involving Shinsuke and Cesaro team with Zayn. Zayn pinned Braun Strowman to win the title. Okie dokie. The title was then vacated. Yes. Sammy was stripped of the stripped of the title after electing to refrain from competing during the COVID nineteen pandemic. And storyline he competed. Claim to still be champion. And they did a unification thing. I think so, I think yeah. So that later. that seems familiar. AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn. They did that triple threat ladder match that I liked, where they like it was handcuffed so Jeff's ear to a ladder. Good. Yeah, that, that match ruled. Um Big E won it back in twenty twenty? I kinda of, uh, I don't know if I remember that. Apollo Cruz. Yeah, I remember that. Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Ricochet, and now currently Gunther. Holy fuck, that was a journey. If I missed some vacations, that's po- entirely possible, but I tried to count every time you said the title was in vacation. That's ten. ten times. Ten times. Which, I mean, if the first champion was in 79, I don't know, ten times over 40-some-odd years. No, fuck it's no, the it's worst. not the worst. <laughs> Looking at you, WCW. Um... Holy yes, WCW shit! That was a consistently lot. the worst. Just sucks ass. Uh, what was next on this show that we're talking about, though? There was outside. There, there were outside Hogan's locker room. Okay. And then they go in, and that this is what he's. This is what the promo is. You wanted to talk about this because yes. I don't remember any of this. Okay. So he one of the he, things that I noticed was that they're doing things on this pay per view and calling them an exclusive for Coliseum Home Video. Yeah. I kind of actually liked that because then it's like, oh, this is what we're seeing on Peacock is the home video version. But then I'm like, what was the live feed like? Was that still there or was there just like, nope, we just cut to the next thing and then they added in these promos after the actual show? I don't know. Cole Havens, if you're listening, answer this question for us because I know you know. Uh, So this... Hogan promo? Yes. He he is not trying. 
It is genuinely. That's like, probably why I don't remember what he says. It, it's it's straight up. It's just every. If you were to do like a, like just a plug and play Hogan promo. Yeah. You know something, brother. Yeah. Twenty nine other people. Jack, the largest arms in the world. <laughs> WrestleMania World Championship. My Hulkamaniacs. Like. Yeah. I was that that was what prompted Meg to say, "How long has he been doing this?" And the answer was eight fucking years. God. Uh, let's see. Blah 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 blah. Oh, my next note is, "God damn it, it's the Bushwhackers." Yeah, this is bizarre. And this is where the guy was chewing on his tie. That's right. And this, it's, this, and I wanted to fucking snap his glasses in half. What was the name of this character? Because I wrote I him down know. as Woody Allen. <laughs> I could see it. Um, um, that was weird. <laughs> so it's the Beverly Brothers versus the Bushwhackers. My note here just says why. And the Beverly Brothers are out here with the genius, aka Lanny Poffo, aka Randy Savage's fucking brother. Yeah, showing that sometimes fruit falls fucking <laughs> far from a tree, guys. Um. <sighs> yeah. So. My next note just says, quit licking kids. The Bushwhackers are licking children. Dude. One, stop doing that. And two, don't parents... Don't people. Parents, don't, don't offer your children to be licked. Don't, like, don't lick people. At all. Like... This is, that's not even a COVID thing. That's just a basic decency thing. Of dude. course. Like, no, what? One, don't do that. But I was very bothered by, the, like, parents being like, here's my boy. Tongue his face. Yeah, I was jumping that hurdle for a second. I'm not. Yeah, well, let's go back. I'm going back now. Especially because especially these are wrestling fans. They've seen the Bushwhackers. They know that they do this. The Bushwhackers are in the wrong, but, like, you know. You know. Yeah. You can't just be like, well, yeah, I just offered my kid up to the Bushwhackers, like, you know, Simba and the Lion King or whatever, and be goddamned if they didn't lick him. How does a thing like that get started? I don't know. Brother. I don't care to know. I don't want to know. What if we started, when we do our little walk, what if we started <laughs> licking children? How does uh, that... I'm going to move on. I have a note here that just says, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I didn't this care is, for the oh, match. <laughs> I'm reading my notes now and now remembering what I was thinking. My note here just says, this is not okay. This behavior is unacceptable. Uh-huh. Dude, this match is long. It is lame. It is so much shtick. And I was like, I truly do not like this. <laughs> like My note here says, I'm not getting this time back. It's just not good. Um, <sighs> okay. Ref, the ref is distracted by... Bush, while yeah. Wacker fucking <laughs> locks up with the dude and uh, then just gets beat the shit out of. Yeah. I didn't like any of this. Like, I don't think anyone ever that liked the Bushwhackers thought that they were, like, good wrestlers. I refuse to believe that opinion has happened. This was just not good. But you know what I think is fucked? People remember the Bushwhackers or know of the Bushwhackers even now, where I'm like, I don't think you're even old enough to remember these fucking guys. It's the walk. It is. Like, That's I've, the only thing. Dude, the amount of cooks that I've met at work that find out about me doing wrestling stuff, and they're like, oh man, who are those guys that used to do this? And then, for those of you who can't see me right now, I'm mimicking the Bushwhackers walk. And I have to be like, the Bushwhackers. 
And they're like, yeah, those guys. So that's the stuff you do? And I'm like, not really. Like, I'm better than that. My dude, next note here says, there's a fucking reset? Fuck you. That was personal. It's so long. It's so. I know what you're talking about. There is a reset. And I was like, even me was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, my, my next note says, the bushwhackers are fucking idiots. It's not good. I'm cracking myself up. I'm trying to remember what this last note here says on this, but it just, it says something, but it just says, this match took forever to suck. I have so, <laughs> I have so many notes here. Why do I, I have so many this. notes? They clear the ring again, mm-hmm. is my note. They did this twice. For what? This is hog piss. Hog piss, note. he says. Dude, if this had, if, there if was they had a... done, if they had done what they do in this in four minutes. Dude. I wouldn't, it, honestly, straight up, it would not have bothered me. I, 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 I would not have liked it. I'm going to look up how fucking long this match is. Please. Guess how long this match was. If I'm going to be sincere, I do think this is somewhere in that like 10 minute range when it should have been easily less than five. But like. It's just not good, and they they do the same thing where it's like, they're smart enough to know that the crowd is dying whenever they wrestle, so then one of the bushwhackers will just look at it and just be like, yeah, and like do their fucking thing, and the crowd pops. Yeah. But, but then, then why they not continue just to go just, home? Yeah, just overstay their fucking welcome, and it's like, hey man, if all they really want to see is you guys like, tonguing kids and doing this weird strut, just do that, and then lose or win, who gives a fuck? <laughs> just get off my fucking screen. First off, I'll just read off the match times for the first two. Yes. Uh, New Heart Foundation. God. Versus the Orient Express, 17-18. See, I buy that, but that didn't bother me. I yeah. really fucking liked that match. Same. Roddy Piper versus the Mountie, 5-22. Same. That was, that was, yeah. that's, there's no better encapsulation right there. Yeah. Like, I think Piper was probably smart enough to know that he's not the best, like, in-ring technician, and the Mountie was, well, the Mountie. Let's get in, be over, and get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. And I think that the guys in the opening match were smart enough to know, oh, well, Owen's in here, so this will be decent, bare minimum. (laughs) If we put some effort into it, it'll be good. Good! Let's just stick around for a while. You're gonna lose your mind. Okay, hit me. 1458. Motherless fuckers. (laughs) Like... (laughs) These, oh, that laugh make? these sons of whores, dude. That's it was per. They were personally attacking me. Is, uh, like, it's also fucked because I can't tell you anything that happened in this. At some point, they did okay. Whip set for the back body, kick him up. Yeah, and then they both just fell down. <laughs> That was uh, the double down, I think. Bushwhackers can't bump. The hot tag, the hot tag was dumb and cold. <laughs> the double axe handle was it. Okay, I hated that. That was that. Those are my words. Good. Fuck this. Let's move on. Um, and then after this, they fucking dude. hit their moves and celebrate, even though they lost. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Dude, I just... This... Not good. Just not good. Um, Then we've got a promo in the back. Mean Gene with the LOD. My first note here on it just says, 
I fucking hate the Road Warriors. Hmm. Like you, you're yeah. you, you're known for throwing out some hot takes, right? Some, yeah, some, yeah. Some cathartic opinions. I fucking hate the Road Warriors. <laughs> okay. I cannot think of All anything right. they have done that I enjoyed. If they did, it was a fluke. I don't like their promos. I never liked their matches. And people are like, "Oh, well, they're so big." Who? I. Everyone was big back then. They're not even the biggest guys on this fucking show. That means nothing to me. Also, it's not a size contest. They're not even the biggest guys in this match. Like, oh, God, I just can't fucking stand them. Like, Plus, they're, they're huge and slow. Let's be real here. Dude, you're only awesome note, My next note just fast. says, what was that promo? <laughs> like, th- I, like, there's a part of me that can, res- like, not respect, but like some of the Road Warriors promos because it's just fucking gibberish. Like, there's one yeah. where, it's not this one, but there is one of them where, I think it's Animal, uh, or Hawk, rather, just says, Well, zippity-doo-da-dee, squat! And I'm like, that's funny to me. But it's funny to me because that guy thinks that that's serious. It, you know what I mean? It's it's like if every Scott... Okay. Imagine if Scott Steiner only did Scott Steiner math promos. Mm. Not specifically like the math, but just that level of just rambling, yeah. incoherent nonsense, right? There's something about that that is like, okay, that's... I can at least laugh at it. Yeah. I just don't get what these guys brought to the table. Yeah. From a fan's perspective. My next note here is, yep, big men hugging. Uh-huh. Because that's all this match is going to be. But John Tenta rules. Sure. He was Earthquake. He was he he was fucking good. Um... Um, he does not get a chance to show it in this because he's saddled with Typhoon, who would I th- fuck maybe my timeline's messed up. Typhoon is Shockmaster. Yeah, so he I did would either go on to be one of the most famous wrestlers of all time, or has already been. No, yeah, Shockmaster's after this. Yeah, okay. Um, um, so at one point they did something really innovative where. They did a punch exchange. Yes. Into a standoff. Just, <laughs> Never fucking yep. seen that before. And they keep trying to put it over as like, oh man, I can't believe these guys are standing up to the Road Warriors. I can't believe the you know nobody's backing down. It's like, yeah, but I know that John Tenta is good, and everyone else in this kind of fucking blows. The hot tag was dumb and clunky. I don't even remember. Um, oh, by the way, Earthquake, John Tenta. I looked it up while watching this. Do you remember what he looks like, yeah? Yeah. Guess how old that motherfucker is at this point. At this point? Yes. 68. Are you being... I know you're not being sincere. I, I genuinely have no idea. That hairline and everything else, the way that that guy looks, he is 29. Oh my god! At the time god. of this match. <laughs> like... I literally looked it up to make sure I got it right. Like, um, Earthquake, by the way, um, Earthquake died in 06 and was only 42. He had bladder cancer. Mm. But he was also... It, he Okay, Earthquake had a weird career because after this he becomes Shark in WCW. Then he goes back to the Fed in the Attitude Era as Golga in part of the fucking yeah. oddities. Then he has, like, one or two random matches in, like, 02, I think, maybe, on Sunday Night Heat. 
and, and then like a C-show match or two, and then um, gets released and then passes away a few years later. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. So the finish of this match was a the fucking, fucking count DQ. Out. Count out. Oh, count out. I'm sorry. It's even like, dumber. It's even lamer. And the chair shots that they laid in were fucking weak, dude. Dude. My last couple notes on this just say so much screaming. And you can just hear, I think at one point you can just hear Hawk yelling, I'll kill ya! Like, I, I did not like this at all. What a stupid fucking finish. How long do you think that match went? With the net, the I remember it feeling like it was way too long, but maybe not actually being that long. So I'm gonna guess it's nine minutes. Nine twenty-four. Fuck it, hey guys, I've got it. I've got it back. Uh, my next note just says Piper is cocaine. Oh, big time. <laughs> uh, and I think is this where we get a Sid promo as well? Because I have a note about it, but it may have been later. Um. The youth on Sean here. Yes. And this is only a week away from the famous barbershop. Yeah, this is immediately moment. after Sean killed Janetti's career. Like, I was like, I... That's so wild to me to think that they would do shit like that right before the fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. But it's kind of cool, though. Like, I like that this happened a week prior, and then even the thing with Sean... You know, having AIDS and losing the belt. That was on a house show, like, two days beforehand. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so, they have so many... At this point, I was like, just please start the fucking rumble. Please. Right, just yeah, please. yeah, yeah. They had so many promos. And then my next note says, Thank God it's Sid. <laughs> I fucking love... Whatever Sid Vicious says. He said, like... I think I don't remember this being a super outstanding. Okay. No, I don't either. But I just love whenever there's a mic in front of his face. I also just wrote down, holy fuck, these promos. My, my next note after that is, Repo Man, stop. Uh-huh. Like, you need to... Once you've hit Repo Man, you hear <laughs> enough. <laughs> I know we've talked about it before on here, but what an insane character who never actually repossesses anything. British Bulldog then says words in a row, and then they cut... I got another, I got another hot take for the listeners out there. Hmm. I can't fucking stand British Bulldog. <laughs> like, okay, in, in any capacity, right? Like His promo here was... He, had, was he un, did have some un, very good tag matches when he was young and like working with like Dynamite Kid. Once he was on his own and he just started swallowing steroids, I checked out. He can't fucking talk to save his life. He, no. Any time that all. they try to get him to do a promo, even if it was just something simple, it's like he's trying to sound like a fucking moron. <laughs> and he has buck teeth. Like, ugh, Fair ugh, I hate him. I hate him. Jake Bad. Roberts then cuts a promo, and it yes. is, if you can imagine, really mm. fucking good. Goddamn right. <laughs> then they go back to Ric Flair. Yes. He has a yes. second he has promo. Because he does one with uh, Alfred Hayes, Lord Alfred Hayes. And then he has a second one. So that, I think, was what made me think of the whole, like, did we add something in for the Coliseum Home Video release to this, quote, cut of the the Rumble? Release the McMahon cut, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. They, I think Show they me did. the live feed. I think they did. Why don't you tell me where the live feed was? 
I have a thousand dogs down in the Baja. <laughs> That's not going to translate, but Connor will know at Hopper 2017. If you want to, you know. Um, know. Okay, so should we get into this rumble? Yeah. So Finally, the pissing rumble. My, my Two-minute intervals. Now, quick question. What is you If you're booking a rumble, what do you want your intervals to be? I don't know. I go 90 seconds. Is that a minute and a half? Yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I, I think that that's enough time to, like, do something on someone's entrance when necessary. And also, like, just kind of keep the action going. Yeah. Because there's a lot of this where I was like, these two minutes are not going by quickly, guys. Yeah. It's like, long. Um, so, Bulldog starts. Cool. Yep. DiBiase out at number two. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. At this point, I was watching, and I was trying to write down every entrant, but I was also kind of like darting my eyes around back and forth, and I got to tell you, I wrote down every entrant in order in my notes. So did I. <laughs> Why did we both independently Good. do that? Because I did not like this actual rumble until we got to, like, the last... Eight minutes, maybe. Yeah, maybe ten. If Big I'm being same. generous, um, we're like we, where the the rumbles now are real good at keeping interest in the beginning stages. But right. Like back then, it was just so obviously oh, Jesus. It was so obviously we are filling time, filling time, like until. The finishing stretch. It's it's something that, like, I'm glad that they've gotten right as time has gone on. Because we've talked about it before on here, I think, where it's like... It's kind of like the NASCAR thing, where, or, or, you know, even a football game. Yeah, you could watch all three, four, five hours of it. Or you could watch the last five laps and see yeah. who fucking wins the race, right? Well, the Rumble, you don't, you know... You know what the end result... Or when the end result is coming. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sure, you can miss out on a lot of fun shit, but if all you really give a fuck about is who's winning, well, fuck, man, you know. I don't think that they quite had the Rumble figured out at this point, which is fine. Well, which is, you know, yeah. It's new, still a new concept. Um, which is interesting to think about. Oh, definitely, because now it's an institution. Now yeah. it's, it's, it's its own thing. But I think that it's a weird... It's weird, because like, I think an argument can be made that like the over-choreographing of wrestling has hurt certain aspects of it. And I, I can agree with that. Over choreographing rumbles has only benefited the rumble. Yeah. Like, I don't need a minute of guys just wandering around, clubbing each other, waiting on that fucking thing to count down just for somebody else to walk in and start clubbing. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot that happens here. I have a couple notes about things that actually have yeah. happened, like, that actually matter. Like, a fucking transitional pile driver for mm-hmm. no reason. Yeah. Like a pile driver and then chuck him over the top rope. I'm there. Just let him lay. Now you've only made it harder for you to win. Um, there was something in this in this rumble, and it happened sixty times. And every time I noticed it, I I could not help myself but to laugh. Someone would get lost, or they would hit somebody, and that person would say something to them, and the, the first person would just turn and walk away somewhere else. Yeah. It would be like I would walk over to you and be like. Boom, 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 you know, whatever. And you'd be like, hey, man, I'm busy. I'm running a spot with whatever. And I'd be like, oh, and I would just walk away. 
it happens in this all throughout. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. stop fucking giggling <laughs> about it. Like, I think there's some point late in the match where Sid is literally looking around to find someone that hasn't told him to fuck off yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, anyway, so Flair's in at number three. So, yes. Uh, then <laughs> Skaggs of the Nasty Boys. Uh, then Haku, a.k.a. Ming. Ming fucking rules. Hell yeah. Uh, HBK, Tito Santana, Barbarian. If, if you've got you remember the Barbarian movie? movie? I do. And guys, that Patreon. We're going to do Barbarian. We're going to actually re-watch Barbarian and then record so it's fresh in our minds. Yes. Um, and by the side way, note go see we- that fucking movie. Yes. Side note before we move on, it was at this point in the rumble that Sean went up to the middle rope. No one fed to him, so he just got down. I laughed. Dude, shit like that. I, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't remember that. That's awesome. I love shit like that though. Like in the sense of like the novelty of it, I guess, where it's just like, Oh well, we're on pay per view in front of the whole world and I wanted to do something cool and I'll just get down now, I guess. I wish it was like a video game and you just went for it anyway. <laughs> like, you just press square anyway, you just do a missile drop kick to no one. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh, let's see. Barbarian, Texas Tornado, Repo Man, Greg Valentine, Nikolai Volkov is in this fucking thing? Yeah. Dude. Uh, a young boss man is in here. Hercules. Oh, why would we? Why? Why are you doing this? I don't know. I didn't even know Hercules was still working at this point. Like, there's so many people that I think that when the '80s stopped, like abruptly, like I'm talking, it's January 1st of 1990, they didn't wrestle anymore. Yeah. So seeing guys even here and just in '92, <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see who was after Hercules. You got it. I got it. Where is it? Uh, Piper. Yes. Piper. Then Jake Roberts, then Hacksaw. Uh, IRS, one of the worst gimmicks of all time, and uh, some friends of mine were recently putting him over. I think he fucking sucked. Jesus, okay. <laughs> I have no concept of this time period, so... I just never... Anytime I've ever seen an IRS match, I'm just like... Even for the time period, I'm like, I am bored <laughs> so badly right now. Um... Snooka? Yeah. Murderer. Yeah. Followed by Dead Man. Oh, my next note here is just nothing is happening. No! For so nothing. long. Dude, this. The like, only reason I didn't fall asleep was because I was talking to Dakota while watching this. Like, I will save my thoughts on the show as a, as a whole until the, we get to that point. This rumble is a chore. Honestly, to get through. Heenan is great. Heenan is great on commentary. And that did help. But, like, you're right, man. That nothing is happening. No, it, Honestly, it it's like watching an indie show where guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they have a rumble. Yeah. It's just that the ring work, I guess, is better here. You know, whatever. But, like, so many times a guy would just come in and just be like, Well, you're in the corner. I'm going to run over here and just do some punches. Oh, look at that guy. I'm going to wander over here now, and, and now we've just all forgotten that I'm the fresh dude, and I'm just one more piece of fucking meat in this machine. There are a couple instances where someone get comes in the ring, looks around, and then just wanders to a corner. 
Yeah. Like, they don't even run to the corner. They just, they come in, look around, and they don't know what's happening. But, but I think it's, it's again, the thing that we just talked about where it's like, we have not figured out what we have with the Rumble yet. Yeah. You know, like, we're not putting any effort into this whatsoever. It's just like, ah, uh, here's the main shift for Hogan in the winter. Uh, the rest of you guys just go fuck off. And, and that's all that it is. You know, like... Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Savage. Yes, and he is running 400 miles an hour. Just Holy fucking shit. He books it. Fucking banging nines and doing lines. Old Randall Savage here. Savage eliminates himself. This is this one, isn't it? Yes. Okay, I remember this, and it's so stupid. Because isn't it he goes for a pin on somebody? No. No. It, that's That was that's after a different this. One. That was after this. He... Vaults over the top rope to start beating the shit out of Jake Roberts more. That's what it is. Okay. And the commentators have to explain that he wasn't thrown over the top rope to cover for it. So, he, wait, does he get back in? I don't remember this part. I think, I'm pretty sure he does. Wow. Yeah, he is, Yeah, he gets stupid. back in. That's stupid. Do you know this has happened again, by the way? Not with Savage specifically. But uh, there was a... Match with Kali and yeah, Edge. Kali. Yeah, Kali. Yeah, where he yeah. stepped over the top rope and they had to be like, "That probably wasn't put over the top." It's like you shut your What's fucking mouth. What's dumber, Kali going over the top rope and eliminating himself in that fashion, or Big Show stepping through a table? <laughs> Controversial opinion. I like that finish. I he, do. I think it makes him look like a fucking idiot. No, he, I like it because because Cody drop kicks him and he half ass stumbles through the table. That's the fucking spot. But okay. the reason that I like it isn't that. That's I, I, I can understand the debate there. The reason I like it is because they get a great shot of the Big sh- Show's I've... face where he literally looks like someone who has stepped in dog shit. And then there's a quick shot of the referee who sells it by being like, yeah, actually that does count and calls for the bell. That's what makes me like it, is that they both have that moment of, uh, and the ref being like, yeah, we're going to count that. You know, interesting bit of trivia that I don't know why I know. Yeah. Kalisto once beat Braun Strowman in a dumpster match by drop kicking his legs into it. See, that I don't care for. And I have no idea what you're talking about, and I feel like you just made it up. No, he's, he's on the apron, on the outside. However they set it up. Sure. I can't remember how they set it up. And the dumpster. Oh wait, there. so Braun just ends up like standing in the dumpster? Yeah. Oh. <coughs> yeah, I don't. I don't Trump like that. Kicks I, his legs. I don't think I like that. Into. It. I. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. I can only assume Braun murdered him after. Oh, he killed yeah, him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he picked him up with one arm like it was nothing. It was yeah. incredible. Um. Fuck. Where are we at here? There's a um, young boss man in this match. That was cool. Yeah, that's true. At this point, my notes get very blurry on the names. Berserker at 22. Okay. Is what I have. Virgil in. Yep. And then, who's actually in this match? Because don't three people come out, or am I conflating with something? I think you're conflating with something else. Okay. Um, um, stats. Oh, um, I love the stats on the Rumble. Big time. And their, their video packages on yep. them nowadays are f- freaking incredible. So fucking good. My next note is this rumble is big dragging on. 
um, there's an HBK and Flair moment in exchange in this. And I'm like, LOL. That's amazing. Yeah. Where where you guys would go from this. Yeah. Um, so I also wrote down, Bulldog is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Okay, so we get down to the nitty gritty in this. Hogan's out here. Sid's out here. This is for Sid the is in baby blue. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, so, a couple quick Sid Vicious facts for you that might blow your mind. Okay. At one point, they were going to, like, especially like when Hogan left, they were going to make Sid the top babyface. They were like, we are going to put the machine behind you. You are mm-hmm. going to be the guy. And he said, nah, I need to, I want to be a heel. <coughs> Amazing. Excuse me. And, um, yeah. Then, uh, did not achieve... Excuse me again. I'm sorry, guys. Did not achieve nearly the success that he probably would have because they would have pushed him to be the next yeah. Hogan. Just yeah. his version of it. No, not for him. Wow. What a, what a universe that would be. Right? Where instead of the failed Lex Luger push, we get a Sid Vicious one that might have actually been kind of cool. I don't think it. I don't think he could have pulled it off. I, I think that if they would have been like, in essence, given him the Goldberg shove before Goldberg, or given him the Lesnar shove long before Lesnar. If by Dude, the Sid, Lesnar Sid's... shove you mean have someone talk for him? No, yeah, a million percent. <laughs> then put him yeah. with put him with Cornette and just have Sid slaughter people. Like he's so big and so jacked. Like, um, okay, so let let's talk the end result of this. Okay, so it's for the fucking belt. We know we've got Mania 8 on the horizon, right? Yep. At this point, Sid is a babyface. Hogan is a babyface. Flair is actually a heel going into this. Okay. But we get down to the end of the line, so to speak, and Sid eliminates Hogan. Fair and fucking square. Yeah. Hogan, the good guy who has been eliminated... Does this thing where he looks around at the crowd with his huge eyes and puffy face mouth. <laughs> puffy face mouth? Reaches up, grabs Sid by his big fucking arm, and yanks him over the top rope even though he's already been eliminated. One, I love that this is just a rule, by the way, where it's like, someone who's not in the match can still fuck you out of it. Yeah. I love that we're just that fucking Wild Wild West with the rules of the Rumble. Where it's just yeah. like, well, sucks that... <laughs> A squad of people ran in from the crowd and dumped you over the top there, Sid. But your feet hit the floor, so you get nothing. Um, yeah. What do you think of that? Because to me, not what a, an not, asshole. Not a real babyface thing to do, right? No, of course not. Uh, this would end up leading to Hogan versus Sid at Mania Eight. I guess that's cool. Yes. Uh. It is the main event. The title match is not the main event. The title match of Mania 8 is Flair versus Savage. Oh my god. Doesn't go on last. Also, and I, ha- I haven't seen it forever, I just remember these things. Hogan and uh, Sid gets fucked up because Papa Shango is supposed to do a run-in at a certain time and misses his cue. 
<laughs> so it's something like Sid has to kick out of the leg drop or, you know, something yeah. that should not have fucking happened, right? And then Papa Shanka comes out to make the save on this run-in that he's already blown. Yeah. And you can see his face through the face paint is, oh no, I fucked up. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're not, by the way, we're not going to build to Hogan versus Flair, which in theory would have been the biggest match that you could have done here. But supposedly, I guess they ran it on the house show loop and it wasn't good. So they're like, pivot. We're not, we're not doing that. Because Flair's not long removed from coming in from WCW with their belt. Yeah. That would have been just a few months prior to this. So, wow, times were crazy back then. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, so then Flair wins. Yeah. And pretty, co- pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that rumble was fine. Flair's I, promo afterwards is fantastic. Unbelievable. That That's a, just one of the all-time greats. That's my line! No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> With a tear in my eye, like yeah, that's that's a running joke in our group. Yeah, a lot. Good. Like uh, I, I thought the rumble itself was not good until literally the end of it. Yeah, and then it was very good. But um, the show overall for me is I'm going to give it a light recommend. There's some stuff on this that I very much enjoyed. There's a lot of it that you could skip. Yeah. The That's where I'm at. Yeah. That fucking Bushwhackers tag didn't oh need to fucking happen. God. Uh Piper and Mountie is good and short. Yeah. You know, um the New Heart Foundation tag is actually pretty fucking good. Um let's see what else. Yeah. It's kind of where I am on it. I would call it a light recommend. I don't I, I'm kind of curious. I need to ask, like, Cole and maybe, like, Bucky and Zishi and some of the other guys that were, like, watching at this time period, you know, when they were kids. Why is this show so highly lauded as much as it is? Because to I, me, I don't, I don't think that it's... I don't know. Maybe it's a generational gap thing, but, like, people my age talk me. about the 92 Rumble like it's just this fucking masterpiece. And I'm like, not really. Like... I yeah, know. I don't know. I, I'm sorry to disappoint people. I No one is surprised by my opinion on this, but it's just, this isn't my cup of tea. Like, if I had never watched this, it wouldn't have bothered me. I would have just been like, yeah. oh yeah, it's one of those ones, you know, it's... That, yeah. I almost view this That's as a like a, a classic film that everyone says, oh man, you gotta see, you gotta see, you gotta see. Bro, I'm not watching Gone with the Wind. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not gonna do it. Plus, it's almost like fucking four hours long or some Jesus. shit. Jesus. But like... Yeah, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, do we have any mail? I was thinking about saving that for the next episode since we front-loaded the fuck out of the undercard on this one. Let's save it for the next episode. So we can put some something on the other episode as yes. well. Yes. Tune in next week for mail. <laughs> Amazing. Um, that's the only pitch. Let's see. Uh... Yeah, follow all the same places that we always plug. Um, we got Dreamwave coming up. Yes. Pretty soon, actually, from the time that this drops, right? It'll be this week, technically. This. When, when this comes out, it will be just days away. Right? No. No. 
Oh, it's coming this week. The, yeah, this okay. week. Okay, so it's about a week and change away yeah. from Dreamwave. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, always exciting. Journey Pro's got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, St. Louis Anarchy is, I think, out of spite, not announcing my match for the next show. Uh, <laughs> because when I texted the boss and said, hey man, what about that match announcement? And he said, oh, well, you're getting the last one for those that last big ticket push. And I said, you're an asshole. Uh, but gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocket Pro, Rocket Pro. Um, oh, our friends uh, in Mag, in Magnum from Magnum, are running a show on October the 29th in Ankeny, Iowa, outside of the Des Moines area. So mm. be sure and check that out. Um, yeah, yeah. All, all, all the classics. All, all the good stuff. All the small things. The good old days. True care. Truth Springs. I'll take. All right, never mind. Um, yeah. She left me roses by the stairs. Surprises let me know she cares. Say it ain't so. I, I will not go. go. Turn the lights off. Carry me home. What are we